Hi, this is Narin from Shine Curious. You are listening to my Fuck Buddy stories on I Wish Someone Told Me. Hey, it's Jasmine, and you're listening to I Wish Someone Told Me, a podcast on sex from an Asian perspective or from those who have lived or are currently living in Asia. On today's episode, I will be speaking to Nurinda, or Nurin as I affectionately call her. She is the founder and writer of Shy and Curious, a website that explores all things sex, relationships, and self-love without having to hide your Google search history. Listen to her talk about her oh-so-sexy sex capades, tips and tricks on how to spice up the bedroom, and how we as women can explore our sexuality safely, but also with a little bit of fun. This episode is brought to you by One Condoms. Spice up the fun times with the launch of their latest limited edition flavor, coming to you this 1st August. Satisfaction guaranteed. Hashtag jangan dua miniature. On with the show, shall we? Hello, everybody. Welcome to I Wish Someone Told Me Season 2, Episode 2. What is going on? And um, okay, I don't know what I just did, but uh, I'm so, so happy to bring our first guest of Season 2 to the show, Nurinda. How you doing? Hello. I am good. Well, kind of good, because technically right now, as I'm talking to you, I'm nursing a fractured toe. But uh, I'm so happy to be on this podcast, and especially because I'm talking to you all about sex. Yeah, like, man. Yeah. Like when you told me about your toe, and then you're just like, you know what, Jasmine? I'm just gonna let's let's just have the podcast. Let's just do this podcast. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. I'm so sorry about your toe, but I'm so happy you said yes too. <laughs> It's such an honor to have you, Nguyen. Um, could you tell our listeners who are you? What do you do? And what is Shy and Curious? Of course. Uh, so I am Norin from Shine Curious. I am the founder behind. Well, essentially, it's just a blog where I talk and write about love, sex, and uh, relationships, and and mostly from a bit of personal anecdotes and and a lot of research. Because um, the idea behind Shine Curious actually comes about because I just feel like there's a lot of shame and guilt centered around, you know, even even Googling things like this, right? So, so for example, Shy and Curious tagline is uh, where you can go without having to hide your Google search uh, searches. So that's something that I'm very mindful of when I got started writing this. And the full longer version of this story is basically... Um, so in 2019, um, October 2019, my mom passed away from breast cancer, and it was quite a shock to us because uh, she kept it secret, and we only found out like four days before she passed on because well, basically her tumor ruptured, and we rushed her in, and at that point of time, we had zero idea uh, what was wrong with her, right? And and me and my mom, we had we had the funniest like love hate relationship. So we would be really open about some things like we'll make penis jokes, we'll like crack each other up, we'll we'll talk about dicks and whatnot, and sex and masturbation. Uh, but for her to be hiding something about her her body and her breasts, you know, I I did that. That was one of the first things I asked. I asked like, uh, why did you keep it a secret, right? 
and she was actually basically just a shame. Um, and, and she mentioned, you know, she's, she was still semi-religious, so she was like, oh, it's her outright, and that she didn't feel it was right, even though we're her daughters, that uh, she would be revealing all these things to us. So at that point of time, obviously, no one thought that she would check in the hospital and not check out. So um, my, my brain was already thinking about, you know, the women really shouldn't be be ashamed to even just talk about bodies, you know. So, and there was there was a disconnect between why was it that we could talk about certain things, she could joke about certain things with me, but essentially her health and and her body, those were things that she kept hidden. So, when she passed on, I, I spent a year, you know, soul searching, and and then obviously the pandemic happened, and um, I just wanted to do something meaningful to celebrate her legacy. Uh, but I also just never wanted anyone else to to feel alone or that they can't ask a stupid question. You know, I, I don't believe in stupid questions. Initially, the funny story was uh, Cheyenne Cares was supposed to be like a woman's circle. It was supposed to be uh, bringing women around to talk about t- taboo topics or things that they were scared of uh, admitting. Because I guess it's it's easier sometimes to speak to strangers, right? Because you don't you don't have baggage, you don't have like, oh, this person knows too much about me. Whereas with a group of strangers, you just have verbal diarrhea sometimes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, but then you know, because we all got locked down, and I just and as her anniversary approached, I I thought like I can I can't wait, you know, I can't wait to for everything to go back to normal before doing events. So I talk a lot, I write a lot, and the next logical thing was, okay, let's just start a blog. Um, and, and that really was it. And I had a lot of friends who were like, what are we, you know, back in 2010, why are you starting a blog? <laughs> you know, can you call it like online resource or something? Um, but essentially it is it is part, part diary and, and really just, I will Google the hell out of things just to bring it to you and and just make sure that, you know, I'm your lightning rod of shame, basically. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love that. I I I love the the meaning or the inspiration behind it. I mean it's a it's a really it's a bittersweet inspiration. I mean it mm-hmm. it sucks that just everything that happened and I, it's such a big shock, especially, you know, moms, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, I, I have no words <laughs> like, <laughs> like processing every single thing and thank you so so much for sharing that story to to the listeners and especially to myself I think I, I hear bits and pieces and of course I read your website and stuff mm-hmm. and just to hear it from you specifically is just something it's just really really powerful and not just not just about about your mom and inspiration for shy and curious, but also another inspiration of mm-hmm. just wanting to bring people together and just having this space where people can just go and feel safe, um, especially mm-hmm. on topics that they feel shy and curious about. Yes. <laughs> so that's fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, Thank you. And we share a lot of stories. I know you shared a lot of stories with me about your experience and you mm-hmm. have a lot of experience. So just to give a background on Nubin as well, she's actually based in Singapore and she lived in various parts of, she lived in KL before, right, Nubin? I did. I love KL. Uh, I moved to KL when I was 19 
And, and sadly, I just spent a year there because um, basically after JC, I was trying to decide, should I go to, should I stay in Singapore and do business in a university here? But my dream was always to be in New York doing fashion. <laughs> and, um, and then I found out that KL had this um, program, this, this school, SenFed actually, that was like a mix of both. So you could go there and do your bridging studies. And then, you know, after a year, you moved to New York. So, um, and I figured it was a good stepping stone anyway, since like worst case scenario, I've never lived anywhere outside Singapore before. I'm always like a four hour bus ride away, you know? Yeah. And, um, and when I was there, I made the best friends. And, you know, I, I have a soft spot for like Malaysia. And you guys are so <laughs> cool and so much more relaxed than, than the rest of us here. I mean, <laughs> no, I would like to say no, but it's so true. <laughs> it is. It is. I miss, oh my gosh, I miss the mamas. I just miss chilling after school. Yeah. But, you know, hey, I also miss the mamas, man. But we're under lockdown and we <laughs> cannot go eat out. It's just so shitty. So you're a single gal in the Lion City. And I'm sure you've had your fair share of stories because you told me quite a bit, girl, and they are very <laughs> juicy. Um, so tell us, uh, do you have one story, if you don't mind sharing, a hot sexcapade story that you'd be open to tell us? I have too many to, to choose I from. Know. I know, I know. It's um so, so first of all, I have to preface, Shy and Curious is the name of the blog, but I'm obviously not shy when it comes to all this stuff. I'm just more of the curious part, right? So I would say, I'm just, I'm thinking out loud. Um, there are two stories I do want to share, and they're going to be super short ones because um, I think what I, wanted, oh, what I want to, to do, because a lot of times when people talk about casual sex or flings or, or fuck buddies, right, they just have this impression of like the Samantha from Sex and the City or, or you know, the latest sex life uh, show with Billy. And, and I guess there's, there's still that moral connotation that, oh my God, you're just a, you know, you're such a whore, you're such a slut, right? You're still kind of slut shame. And these two stories are more to do with why casual sex or just sex in general isn't a bad or good. There's no like black and white. So, um, so the first one actually was my, I guess, my very first friend with benefits. This was back in New York, and I would say this was uh, when I was 22. So I just had my first major relationship, and we broke up. So he was actually my first one like then. <laughs> and, and what had happened was uh, we were at a bar. I was actually at the bar with my ex playing pool. And this guy saunters in, and he's very smooth. He's cute. He looks like David Bowie. Next thing I know, I'm in his house. And I was just like, what am I doing? It's kind of crazy because I've always been the good girl, right? And, um, and after that, we started seeing each other. And, and mind you, at this point of time, I was still trying to decide and explore who am I sexually, right? Because I've always been the good girl following the rules. Uh, I didn't want to have sex until marriage, actually. So uh, I just remember this one time uh, when I was over at his place and I woke up. Uh, he was sleeping next to me. And suddenly I realized I just got my period. And I was like, fuck, because, uh, you know, the, there was like a little bit of, uh, there was a red patch, obviously, on on the bed. And what had happened was, in my previous relationship, the very first time I had sex with my ex, uh, after it was done, he had asked me to get up, pull the sheets off, and start washing the sheets. 
because I was a virgin, you know, and then, you know, so, well, assumingly my hymen had broken everything, but honestly, there was no blood. So, so when, so fast forward, I'm at basically my buddy stays and I see this patch of red and I started having this like flashback of, oh my God, shit, you know, he's, he's going to freak out and, and I'm super embarrassed. So I start like waking him up and I'm just like, hey, hey, hey. And then um, I'll, I'll just give him the nickname of Ghost. So I'm like, ghost, ghost, wake up, you know, uh, and he's, and he wakes up and he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I'm, I'm like tearing and crying. And I said, um, I just got my period. It's a mess. I'm so sorry. There's blood all over the sheets. And he just starts laughing and he hugs me and he's like, babe, it's just blood. Relax. It's fine. I'll just throw in the laundry later, you know, go back to sleep. Like, and I was just so surprised because, you know, again, on paper, this guy, Ghost, is supposed to be just casual, nothing, no relationship, no no ties. And, you know, my ex was supposed to be the long-term partner, someone who's like, loves me or whatever, right? But the difference in how they treated me and the difference in how they, they looked at sex and pleasure and just, you know, the body fluids that came with it, I just felt like, oh, wow. So all this moralizing about about casual sex, you know, that, that there really is, you shouldn't be labeling things like one's good, one's bad, because from every experience, there's always something new to learn. So that's, that's the first story, my first ever friends with benefit that made me realize that, hey, sex can be fun and sex is awkward and messy. Yeah, I, I think that that's so cool that he was like that I mean and mm-hmm. you came from this very like traumatic state of like oh no like just you know whatever yeah. happened with my ex and that sort of thing uh, yeah and then he just came in and he's just like uh, nothing la you yeah, know yeah, it's, yeah, just, like, yeah. it's just chill la. it's so so beautiful when someone does that I mean I remember like my one of my fuck buddies too I mean well he's not really a fuck buddy he was just like <laughs> whatever but um I, ha- I remember having my period and it was our first time hooking up and uh-huh. I was freaking out but then he was just like oh no it's okay and then he just like wash it and I was just like yeah. oh my god like you can do that exactly. yeah yeah <laughs> no isn't isn't it amazing when you find someone who's when you find like a guy who's not like freaked out by blood you know yeah. like, like obviously we're like meshing body parts and there's like all sorts of fluids but I don't know why suddenly when it comes to blood everyone freaks out but yeah, so so to me that was that was probably the moment when my eyes open and be like, oh wait, casual sex isn't that bad. You know, I yeah. was still feeling a bit guilty, I have to say. But after that, it was just like, as long as you find the right guy and the right, right energy, all's good. Yeah. Um, so that's sexy story one. Mm-hmm. So sexy story two actually happened pretty recently. So so let's just say you know because I, I I've been used to a certain style. You know, you watch porn and you're just like, okay, you're you're into like the hardest stuff, right? Um, and and so I met this guy, and he, like, cause it's been a while <laughs> since, you know, obviously because of the pandemic and everything. So the first time I met him, I was just ready to just like jump and pounce and everything. And instead, he's the one who's holding me back. He's like, oh, let's let's slow it down. Let's let's take it slow. So the funny thing is, obviously, on the blog, I'm writing all this stuff, right? So in theory, yes, I'm writing about taking your time and being mindful and just, like, um, ignoring the world and just focus on your sensation. But in reality, the truth is, every time I'm out with someone, we're just, like, we get so horny and we're just, like, jump right in and the deed is done. 
but this is the first time again with someone who's so supposedly casual, right? And uh, we're like, okay. And he's like, let's make up for 10 minutes. In my mind, I'm like, make up for 10 minutes. I'm going to just like be clawing and, and just like, you know, kind of thing. I'm like, okay, okay, let's, let's, let's do this. And at the back of my mind, I'm just like, oh no, I'm going to give you like two minutes of like sucking face. And after that, you're going to like just beg me for, for something else. But we really did just make up for 10 minutes. And for 10 minutes, initially it was like, okay, this is so weird. I really just want to get it going on. What are we, 16 years old kind of thing. But after I stopped thinking and overthinking and just focus on the lid, focus on the tongue and the sensations, I realized I was starting to, to just get stars in my eyes because it just felt good and it felt relaxing. And and then again, part of me is like, ah, so this is what they mean by like being mindful and, and getting like lost in, in the pleasure and the process. So, um, so yeah, like I'm 37 and I'm still learning something new every single day about sex and pleasure. So that's my second sexy story. Again, something simple, just about kissing and making out. Um, and obviously after that super long 10 minutes of, you know, torture. But after that, I was just like, the sex was crazy good. It was like incredible. So, so yeah, <laughs> that's my sexy story. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. I mean, especially about like being mindful and taking things slow. I mean, we sometimes we go fast over like just bam, 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 bam. And then mm-hmm. when someone just go like, hey, 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 let's pull back. Yeah. Let's kind yeah. of explore our body. Let's explore mm-hmm. our faces, just giving some kisses. And you're just like, oh. I guess. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, you're like, I'm actually enjoying this. And then it just makes everything so like the love making is so passionate mm-hmm. and so sensual. Yeah. And it just really brings you back and ground. And I love what you said about like, you know, you're 37, but you're still learning. And that's how sex should be like. That's how mm-hmm. like intimacy and everything. Like just because you you've done this, 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 and this doesn't doesn't mean that we have to stop learning. It's always mm-hmm. something new to learn. It's always something new to explore. And I love your stories. Thank you so much for sharing. And on that note, we're gonna take a short break. Everybody, this episode is brought to you by One Condoms. Spice up the fun times with the launch of their latest limited edition flavor coming to you this 1st August. Satisfaction guaranteed. Hashtag Jangan Dua Miniature. And if you're enjoying today's episode so far, do take a screenshot of this show or share this episode on your social media and tag the podcast at I Wish the Pod on Instagram. Always great to receive some podcast loving from you, so keep them coming. Now, back to the show. And we're back. Nurinda. We have Nurinda here. She is the founder and writer of Shah and Curious. Go check out her website, y'all, because it is really interesting. It's filled with really amazing content. She writes about, like, recently she just wrote an article about Friends with Benefit. And last Saturday, we were so fortunate to have Nurinda speaking on Just Explains Sex Education for Adult, a guide to Friends with Benefits. And today we have her here to talk about all this really 
really wonderful stories that she is sharing. Um, speaking about wonderful stories and sharing, Nurin, yep. do you have any mm-hmm. tips to women out there who are looking to explore their sexuality? This is going to be a fun one. Um, so I guess my first question would be to whenever someone comes up to me and like, okay, I want to, I want to explore sex, right? Uh, I would like to know where they come from, like right? as in like, what's their current experience? Have they actually explored themselves? And then you know, you know how important it is to actually take time out for your own self pleasure. So um, and so that you kind of know and not to rely on someone else, for example. So I would say step number one, actually know thyself, right? So uh, what turns you on, what turns you off, what's your boundaries, what would be a soft limit, a hard limit if you are about to engage in partner sex, for example. So for example, if you're into BDSM or you think you're into BDSM, you would probably want to know where exactly would be that line that just uh, is a bit too much for you. so that's rule number one. I would say rule number two is, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's still, you still have to be safe. You know, obviously it's, it's fun and sexy, but you still physically need to be safe. And so just be aware of the health risks involved. Um, you know, obviously casual sex such a, uh, is something that's a bit of a, a high risk activity. So you want to get tested. You want to make sure that you're using protection, condoms, uh, birth control. If you would like to, you know, uh, reassure yourself that there's not going to be accidental pregnancies, things like that. Um, and, and in terms of physical safety as well, you know, try not to meet this person for the first time at their place, for example. You kind of want to be on a neutral setting, still have coffee. You know, it's not like you're going to go straight in and just strip and, and get it on. <laughs> you you still want to make sure that, you know, you can actually have a conversation with this person. And also, I think this is becoming a more valid uh, concern, but um, I do have people asking, like, well, what happens if you're secretly recorded, right? Uh, and unfortunately, this uh, just is something that's uh, legitimate. And there are a few resources out there to just know what to do if you have accidentally been recorded or non-consensually recorded. Um, so you can go to the police knowing exactly what to say. Um, but even before that, you know, you could do things like or maybe meet in a hotel. So you know that there's no hidden cameras. If you're super paranoid, you can go by you know, hidden camera detector um, or something even as straightforward as make a rule saying that once you're in this room, once you have the session, phones down, zero cameras uh, allowed, you know, things like that. So now that we've taken care of the, the safety and you know yourself, I would say then the next part is just you actually really have to communicate. And I know if people are listening to this, they'll be like, communicating is just it's just honestly fucking right <laughs> like they will like just give me a time and place and that's it um but the truth is it, it is you do need a lot of openly talking about things especially when it comes to sex because you don't have that shared experience you don't have that level of trust yet you know uh, when you get in a relationship so because you don't have that foundation when i meet someone for example we have we do have to talk about the boundaries we have to talk about consent uh, we do have to establish all right what are you looking for are you looking for the girlfriend experience the boyfriend experience do you actually 
are looking for a partner in the long term and this is kind of just playing the field or are you really there's no way that you would like a relationship out of this and uh, and it's not like you have to you know sit at a table and like write out a contract but it's always good to to do establish it the, the situationship I guess and at first and then later on when things change don't be afraid to, to voice it out too right because obviously um, you might catch feelings he might catch feelings and it's always good to check in and say well okay I think I'm actually I do want to see you more or, or hey maybe we have to pull back a bit and this this goes back to as long as you know yourself you know um, not just like self-pleasure wise but knowing yourself too if you are a person who falls in love easily or, or whatnot so when you go and communicate and, and tell this person, you also know whether you're you're really truly liking this person for who he is, or is it just that you have established like emotional connection because you guys been having so much sex? So I would say those main three points. Great, yeah, I I love what you you said. I, I kind of chuckled a bit when you were like, "It's not a contract that you have to write and sign." Um, but you know everything that you said, I a hundred percent totally like. I feel like I totally agree with that, and I feel like we need to do an uh, part two together with Nurin and just talk about friends with benefit <laughs> and how to protect ourselves and what happens if we get emotions kind of like how do we what happens if we get emotions kind of tied up with just the sex and how can we separate that? That's a separate sort of I feel like we need to do that next time but um also like I wanted to add in is that um do things on your own terms too Mm -hmm. so like you if you want to have sex with them in a hotel you get the hotel or like you split it but you book the hotel just so that you make sure that they are not cameras I mean if those hidden cameras if they just put Mm in um Mm -hmm. also bring your own condoms I think that's the most important thing that I I don't know if you say it but like um that's something that is so important to me because condoms are not just like if you're in a straight cis if you're straight cis you know, straight relationship. Um, we sometimes we often have the whole responsibility of condom over towards the men. Like it's the men's responsibility to bring condom, mm-hmm. as the woman's responsibility to have uh, to get the pill or like whatever. Yeah. I would say screw that shit. Just like bring condoms. You have your own condoms. If they say I don't have a condom, babe, I'm like don't worry, babe. I got condoms. <laughs> I got us covered. And then you know, like even with the pills, like oh babe, can you just like use the pill? I'm like cool 50 50 you know what I mean? As, yeah exactly I am on the same page with you and you know sometimes I get girlfriends asking like oh, but you know they're the guy you're the girl why are you why are you splitting the hotel why are you splitting the condoms I'm like yeah because it's 2021 right and and you do want that level of owning it like you you want the sex too it's just two hands to clap so just go ahead and and take care of things that's gonna make you feel safe and and going back to the to the condom buying what's actually really funny because um I know sometimes women are probably maybe shy to to just go to a pharmacy and pick up a box right uh, but the truth is sometimes you'll be surprised at the reaction you get at the cashier because I've done it I've picked up like a box and let's just say the condom size was a little bigger than average. And I brought it to the cashier who's like this lovely like Indian auntie. And she looks at me and she just kind of smiles and like nice. <laughs> you know, she obviously she didn't say <laughs> nice, but she had that like, okay, that'd be like, you know, $10. And she just looked really happy for me. So you would be surprised that actually 
I feel that it, I mean, it's not that it's anyone's business, but as long as you're getting late and being safe, um, that's all they really need to know. And there is that should be no shame in getting condoms and getting protection yeah. for yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most important thing. And also, they're, they're being sold in that store for a reason. Pretty sure a lot of people buy condoms, okay? So, like, you're <laughs> not the only one that's buying the condoms. And you're not that special uh, yet. <laughs> and, and I'm pretty sure they've seen, you know, like, don't. So, basically, long story short, is don't be afraid to buy condoms. They're so important. I saw this quote one time um, if you're afraid to buy condoms now, you're not going to be afraid to buy pregnant pregnancy pills uh testing pregnancy like, testing because yeah. mm-hmm. you'd be like more worried and like oh shit oh fuck like you know mm-hmm. um i have to get pregnancy but it's not just that like condoms are is the only form of contraceptive where you could protect yourself against unwanted pregnancies and also sexually transmitted infections exactly. so that's the only one so you know don't be worried about buying condoms y'all it's like important and also what Nureen said about talking about your boundaries what's good what's not good what you like and what you don't like because you don't know each mm-hmm. other's history so yeah, i love that um Nureen, any tips to spice up the bedroom what can we do Oof. <laughs> well, again, going back to communication, because what would be a tip for me might not work for you. But um, I have to say, with my last fling, I really did enjoy how he was the one who brought me back to being mindful. Um, and I would say, if you know, if you're feeling that your bedroom is kind of boring. I guess my first question is, why would you think that way? Boring compared to what? Boring compared to who? Are you comparing yourself to, like, what's on TV? You know, I've had girlfriends who are like, oh, yeah, because, well, we only do two positions each time on a Tuesday afternoon, you know, that kind of thing. So if you tell me that's about your schedule or your positions, I guess in a way you've really answered your question, right? So spice it up by trying something new, reading, you know, reading my blog, going to your Instagram, right? Those, those sort of things. Uh, try out toys in the bedroom, you know? And I think sometimes toys get a bad rep because they're like, oh, either you use it because you're single and horny and then you need this toy or they think that, well, shit, if I have a partner and she wants to use the toy, it means I'm not pleasuring her enough. And, and both are just like wrong, you know, just... Um, wrong assumptions to make because um, toys are just really what the, what the name is, right? They're just for fun, for playing. And um, I love there's this meme, right, going around where there's this, there are two guys in a, a car. I think they're famous actors. So one guy's like wearing normal clothes and it's like, like sex without a toy and he's boring. And then he's eyeing the other guy who's like wearing crazy costumes, pink, bright feathers coming out. And it's like, you know, sex with toys. And, and the truth is that is what you get the different sensations that maybe the human body can, can mimic as well, right? You're not going to have a vibrating dick or, you know, you can't have something, you can't get a tongue that's going to get tired from, from like sucking on your clit. So these are all, I would say, try out toys, uh, just communicate more. Um, if you do want to be inspired by porn, for example, I recommend looking at ethical sites for once. You know, Belessa um, has really great intimate kind of videos where they do show the relationship aspect of that too. So I would say just talk to your partner. 
just don't don't even don't even just suddenly show up and like ta-da, you know, you because don't forget Kansen goes both ways too. Like he needs to to be cool with it. Um so yeah, I would say all this all those fun things to explore. Yeah, and I love that you talked about ethical sites, ethical pornography. I think mm-hmm. not many people know what ethical porn is. Maybe you could explain what exactly is ethical porn. So one I guess one thing that would differentiate it is um uh, most of the time I guess people don't realize that the porn industry isn't the most ideal, right? Cuz cuz sometimes there's human trafficking involved or non-consensual um acts happening and and uh people unpaid well you know there's it's almost like false labor with with just regular porn right the, the stuff you see on Pornhub and and sometimes you can't even tell if you know, maybe that was a video of like some random couple and it was revenge porn and it gets uploaded on the site so ethical porn is basically the opposite of it you know it's uh, equal pay for for all the actors producers they're all filmed on uh sets that that basically takes care of yeah of your crew and yes you you do pay for some of them um but less also they do have like free i guess free videos and and it's, I, i'm going to keep plugging the list because well, first of all it's you can watch it in singapore <laughs> although i don't know if they were going to going to find out about it now and just like oh, no more belessa um but it's also like the netflix so you can pay or whatever month you want and you can get like this access to to their videos and basically they just treat people like human beings you know because sex work is still work at the end of the day you know you want to be paid fairly taken care of and and that's why we always recommend um supporting all this uh ethical porn producers Yeah, I mean also with ethical porn is that a lot of it is also a lot of ethical porn is queer friendly porn as well and also female centric. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's just from the point of view of women and that's something that we don't get a lot in mainstream pornography. So mm-hmm. do you go go check out um ethical pornography there's Belessa, there's also um Las Cinemas is another mm-hmm. one that is really and then Las Cinemas is also El Cinemas a bunch of other things just google ethical porn and mm-hmm. they will all come up on that note also um to add on to the tips on how to spice things up i also would highly recommend using lube i think <laughs> lube is really underrated um a lot of a lot of the times people say like oh my god if you guys use lube means she's dry and if she's dry means she's not into you and i'm like no man lube enhances every mm-hmm. fucking thing um lube is friend i was telling people lube is friend you use lube all the time whenever whether you're fingering whether you're you know using your toys it really helps you to avoid any like scratches because you don't know your nails or just like all the uncomfortable things mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's what i always would say as well but thanks so much nurin um and i suppose like our final question this is something mm-hmm. i asked all our um all the guests i interview on the show is what is the one thing you wish someone told you what is the one thing i wish someone told me uh sex is fun <laughs> at the end of it sex is fun Because I guess growing up, you know, and especially growing up in like a conservative Asian semi-Muslim household sort of thing, you do you do have the connotation that it's 
uh, you know, it's, it's reserved for, for marriage. It's something sacred, right? And so you put it on the pedestal. And then the problem with putting things on a pedestal is then, especially when it is, it is just a human desire, it is a human need, that when you do try to explore your sexuality, you sometimes get caught up in your brain, right? You're not enjoying the actual pleasure for what it is. You feel guilt, you feel shame. And you feel, and then sometimes you feel like you also have to perform, right? If you, for example, so if sex is taboo, like it's been for quite a while, if sex is taboo and the only times you're going to hear or see it is in porn. And again, when you see porn, it's like it's rough, it's it's male-centric, it's like, um, you know, uh, it looks just so garang and everything. And then when you are actually having sex, you're like, okay, my only point of reference is that. So I need to be performing. I need to be the girl with the big tits and like moaning and everything without even actually enjoying myself. So I feel like all of that gets linked into this vicious, vicious cycle. But if someone had just pulled me out and said, you know what, sex is fun, it's messy, there is no good or bad attached to it as long as you trust the person and there's good energy, you know, doesn't doesn't have to be a long-term partner, short-term partner, as long as you are taking care of yourself, your boundaries, um, and learning to say no to some things, then that's all it really is. It, it doesn't have to be, you know, this giant pedestal. So that's, that's and it, it goes back to, to the very first story of like, you know, me freaking out about blood on the sheets, right? And, and, and that guy basically saying, it's just blood. I feel like, yeah, that's really it. It's just sex. And also, sex is not just about penetration, too. There's so ah, many yes. more things, right? Yes. Like, sometimes when oh. you say sex, we focus so much on just penetration. Okay, I am also just the one, the one huge thing that I would tell my younger self is that because my anatomy is built in such a way that basically I only come to clitoral stimulation, right? And so every single partner I've been with, and then this was obviously before I found out about the statistics that actually only 20% of women just come from penetration alone. So, so we're normal, like I'm normal, right? But every single partner has made it into a mission to just like, okay, I'm gonna make you come with my dick. And the problem is then when it doesn't happen, they take it on themselves, I take it on myself, and then we all think there's something wrong, you know, versus like, hey, okay, so it's going to take, I, I would not get the true penetration, but let's bring in the toy. We'll both get it off. So I would say that's the other thing too, that you, um, the reason why all the statistics and, and knowing more about sex that, you know, like Jess, you, you just did this great talk about, you know, knowing all about the, the clit and, and the juicy pussy, right? So, the more we educate ourselves about this, even if it has nothing to do with us, like, you know, we could learn all about the penis as well, then the more that we feel comfortable in our bodies and comfortable in exploring with, with other people too. So that's really important and that's what I would tell myself. Thank you so, so much, Nirin, um, for being here in the space, for sharing your stories, for sharing your thoughts, for sharing your tips and tricks. Um, it's so wonderful always to hear women talking about 
you know, to topics on sex and sexuality and casual dating and all of that and how to be safe too. It's mm-hmm. so refreshing to hear it with, from fellow women who are also Asian. <laughs> so Nurin, would you like to plug in your socials for our listeners out there? Where can That's they good. find you? So you can find me on the blog. It is shyandcurious.com. And I'm also always on Instagram. So it's shyandcurious underscore com because unfortunately shy and curious was taken up. Um, I do have a Facebook. I'm not as active on that. But if you are uh, more of a Facebook person, it is, again, shy and curious. And, uh, and I guess if you ever need me to you know if you ever have like a question or a topic i love suggestions from people so you can slide in my dms or just send an email at hello at shyandcurious.com and i would there is no stupid question for me to answer unless you're going to ask me for my phone number then yeah depends if you're hot or not (laughs) and also like yeah a stupid one would be like hey rate my dick (laughs) <laughs> and it's just like uh, no but yeah like as exactly what Nureen said if you have any topics that you have in mind and you want her to talk about hey please feel free to send her a slide into her DM she is really really friendly she's really sweet you hear it in her voice you probably will see her face on the social media of my mm-hmm. I wish the pod as well um, but yeah thank you so so much Nureen for being thank you for having me Thanks for listening to the show. I Wish Someone Told Me is hosted and produced by Jasmine King with new episodes every Wednesday. Follow I Wish The Pod on Instagram so you won't miss any updates. And feel free to share your thoughts, reflections, and aha moments from this episode. Catch you later!